Hey everybody, welcome to another Sermon MP3 from Lawson Heights Alliance Church. This is Sunday, November 7, 2021. And this Sunday, we start a new series called Called by the Name, and it is an invitation to prayer. Along with our Communion Sunday and the persecuted church emphasis that we have, this is going to be a full Sunday. So may God bless you as you listen. Well, we come to the table of the Lord today. It's a special table. It's a table with a purpose, right? It's a table to remember. It's a table that causes us to stop what we're doing. Because remembering is important, isn't it? And having something like communion as a regular observance, a regular remembrance, has a bit of a centering effect for us. It forces us to slow down, to withdraw from the mundane and the secular, and it brings our faith back into focus where it should be. And it reminds us of what's important. This is especially true, I think, when the world around us seems to be steamrolling over us and things seem to be a bit out of, out of control. Our world seems to be out of control, doesn't it? It's more than just a pandemic, it's a pandemonium. And in times like this, it's important that the church needs to remember why we eat this meal, why we come together, why we commune together. It's important not just for our own remembering, but also a remembering for those around the world who cannot participate in this meal because of restrictions and persecutions placed on them every single day, where they may not have an ability to gather like this in a house. 1 Corinthians 11:26 says for whenever you eat this bread and you drink this cup you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. And that proclamation of the Lord's death is in many ways as we talked about last Sunday spiritual warfare. It is a way for the church of Jesus anywhere in the world and everywhere to join together in one voice and declare out loud to the world both the physical world and also the unseen world that the cross has destroyed the works of the enemy, our true enemy of our souls. And that time is running out for these rulers and principalities of the dark world, the dark world that threatens your peace and safety and mine. It is a reminder to us that our profession of faith in Jesus joins us to something greater than ourselves and greater than our plans for tomorrow. It is a reminder to believers everywhere that the persecuted church in other countries of the world, and especially to them, that they are not alone, that they are part of the redeemed like we are, and no matter what their today looks like, that one day Jesus will return and rescue all those who are oppressed. And in some parts of the world, that hope, that future anticipation is the only hope they have. And so when we gather around this table, we are reminding ourselves that we are part of something greater than ourselves because they're doing it every single day. In the weeks to come, we will engage in a new series on prayer based on 2 Chronicles 7.14, which reads, and you're probably very familiar with this, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways... Then I will hear from heaven, will forgive their sin, and will heal their land. Familiar to many, of course. 
And it's usually recited and prayed in times where something seems to be amiss in the world. And maybe you've been praying this lately. When those who are eager for revival and reformation unite together in prayer, and they pray it on behalf of the church, on behalf of their society. But something you need to be aware of is that this very familiar prayer, and often prayed prayer, is not written to us. And that means that this is not a promise for us. Specifically, in Second Chronicles chapter seven, verses eleven to thirteen, the part just before this verse, it says this: When Solomon had finished the temple of the Lord and the royal palace, and had succeeded in carrying out all that he had in mind to do in the temple of the Lord and in his own palace, the Lord appeared to him at night and said, "I have heard your prayer, and have chosen this place for myself as a temple for sacrifices." When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command locusts to devour the land or send plagues among my people. Those words were written, were spoken by God to Solomon, to the Jews of their day in response to Solomon's prayer. In chapter 6 verses 24 to 28, Solomon knew that if the people of God followed after other gods then the Lord would bring these disasters on them. Things like drought, locusts, and plagues. As a divine judgment on the people until they repented and turned back to the Lord and sought His face. Verse 12 to 13, God says, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a temple for sacrifices. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command locusts to devour the land or send a plague among you, my people. Funny how both Solomon and the Lord anticipated a future idolatry from Israel. And that means that there would be future judgments, divine judgments. But then there's verse 14. Verse 14 is a promise to those rebellious people that when their world around them seems to be going to hell in a handbasket, that they should do something about it. And not just one thing. Verse 14 is the application, if my people then. After all these plagues have hit you, when your life is in calamity, when there's pandemonium around you, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Notice that the onus is on us, the people of God. All the turmoil around them is the result of their idolatry. But if, this is a big if, if they humble themselves and they pray and they seek God's face and they turn from their sin, then, then this brings us back to our communion. This Lord's Supper, do this in remembrance of me. Though Second Chronicles 7.14 isn't written to us directly, we don't have a temple to go to anymore. There is no place where sacrifices for sins can be offered. They've already been offered once for all, right, by Jesus. That's what this table is all about. And if you recall last week, I affirmed from the Bible that God calls his people the people of God. Those who claim the name of Jesus are now his temple, the temple of the Holy Spirit. We are now the dwelling place of the Most High God in this world. We are the objects of his sacrifice. This place is not the temple of God. 
And I know, I know that we often call it the church, but it's not the church. Sometimes we call this room the sanctuary, but it's not. We are the church. We are his sanctuary. We are now his temple, right? And all this was made possible because of the cross, the sacrifice of Christ. And communion was instituted so that we would slow down. We would, 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 we would withdraw from the mundane and the secular so that we can refocus our faith and gain, regain our proper perspective and repent when need be and to reclaim who we are now and what we have come from and for. And against the backdrop of this cross, this meal forces us to take a long, hard look to see if there is any idolatry in us. Idolatry isn't just setting up an altar somewhere in your house or out on a corner or somewhere in the world and going and bowing down to it, to a foreign God. It's giving your heart to something other than God or making something else more important than God. And when we see that our world is out of control and it's more than just a pandemic, there's pandemonium in the world right now, I think it is probably time, it's long time, that we take a look at where we're at as the church. Not just us, but every church. It's important for us at this time that we, the people of God, who are called by his name, should take stock. Should see if there is any wicked way in us. And to see if we have followed the Lord faithfully in our baptism commitment. And the amazing thing about communion is that though it is a grotesque meal, it is a reminder. To remember communion is all about remembering, remember. And it is a reminder that there is a solution to sin, isn't there? And there is a solution to idolatry. And there is a solution to the chaos around us. And it is the cross of Christ. When women and men get redeemed by the cross of Christ and live in resurrection power, They seek the Lord's face and it changes their actions and their activities and their behavior and their thoughts and brings them more into line with his and the pandemonium ceases. So it's the cross that we're here to remember today and Christ's work on it. So communion is a time to to remember that and to be humble, to humble ourselves and to give proper measure to our faithfulness our faithfulness to the one who was faithful, and to pray and to seek God's face. 1 Corinthians 11, 26, For whenever you eat this bread and you drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. In the weeks to come, we're going to be looking at the rest of 2 Chronicles 7, 14 in regard to prayer and how we as the church can deepen our prayer life. And so we encourage you to join us for those times.